0: Are you happy? Magic Seeds takes a good look at everyday challenges and gives solid advice on how to navigate through them, be it relationships, career, parenting, or just not feeling happy inside.
1: I'm Dr. Adam Grise.
0: And I'm Laura Grise.
1: Please join us weekly to discuss everyday situations that seem to be getting in the way of feeling happy and peaceful. We'll provide Magic Seeds and a reliable roadmap for you to follow to stay on a healthy path for your life. Welcome back to Magic Seeds. Adam. I'm Laura. Hopefully you know that at this point. Today, we're talking about putting your trash in its place.
0: Putting your trash in its place, okay?
1: Can you can you explain that?
0: Well, we're talking about how if we have things going on in our lives and putting it out there in your life, you know, not having it affect other people, not putting your whole self on display. I mean, it's great to be true and, you know, it's great to show people that, you know, this is the real deal, but you have to know when the time is right and when the time is not right. Right. I mean, does that sum it up a little bit for what we're? It does. It does.
1: And if I come across as ornery today, Uh. (laughs) I just want to preface. (laughs) So, you know, it just made me think when you were just saying that of remember Nike, Nike, we used to have a, a dog, a black lab, and <laughs> it was always so hysterical that anytime, sorry to be crass, he would go out and take a dump. Yes. Immediately. Oh, he would just like sprint. Oh, he was so excited. It's, like would. He could be himself. He could be his full expression. He had wings. He had wings. Right. It was so <laughs> cute. You could almost like see him smile. And yeah. it was almost like that's kind of. In essence, it's like when you get rid of your crap, when you get rid of your trash, you can express and then you're not putting anything out there that's trash. Sure. But most of us walk around, I mean, almost that capacity for like a sponge, almost that full saturation of just anger, fear, anxiety, just, you know, all the emotions that we don't want to deal with or the egoic positives that we're holding on to. So we're holding on to so much. It shows
0: up in different ways, right? Shows up. It just I mean, shows it shows up in you know sideways. It
1: has to, right? It has to. If you are full of gas inside, you're going to belch. You know what I mean? Like you have to get out pressure. Right. It just on any level, on a physical level, yeah, we can see it like that. On an emotional level, it's going to come out in your actions, in your interactions, in your life. It's like garbage, right? In your sink, like you have garbage, you have leftover residual. You just know it's so obvious when it's in your house, like, oh, I got to take it out. Right. Otherwise, it infects the area. Even if it doesn't get to the point where it's all over the countertops in that sense, even if it is in the bin, in the garbage, under the sink or wherever you keep it, it starts smelling. Mm-hmm. It just so, even on another level, it, it infects seeps. the area.
0: So, speaking of, one of our children has been acting out a little bit, and she's not usually the type. To act out. You know, she's a real good kid. I mean, I think they're all yeah, good kids. But
1: she's got mm-hmm. a little devil in her.
0: Yeah, she does, but... She
1: does her own thing.
0: She does it quietly, but it's seeping out big time right now. And she's getting in a lot of trouble. She doesn't get in a lot of trouble with me. And I notice she's out for a lot of runs. <laughs> she's doing a lot of push-ups. If our kids, you know, if they get into trouble... We do different things to take their mind away. You know, it's kind of like timeout. you know, where you remove them from the situation. So it's not a punishment per se, but I don't think it's a punishment. And I don't think they do either, but it's a uh, right. And if they misbehave or if something is off, we have them go out for a run, you know, and it's crazy every single time. I mean, I know I'm getting off topic, but they go for a couple of laps and before you know it, they're laughing and. They're having a great Same time. thing,
1: though. It's a release. It's so a release, the time right? out is like a low grade release. If, if you're an adult, you could do meditation. And if it's right. something small, the meditation can allow you to release from what you're so fixated on. Right. But generally, you know, take out the garbage is a release. Right. Sweating is a release. So, yeah, we have them perform something physical to just get that out. energy mm, out.
0: Right. So she's been getting in a lot of trouble. And I'm, you know, racking my brain here, you know, I sit here and, okay, why is this particular child getting in so much trouble? What's the real reason? So, you know, I try, you know, the mature thing and sit her down and talk to her, but she's so secretive that, you know, nothing's wrong. And that's the devil
1: part. Mm -hmm. I I feel bad calling her like she's got devil in her. It's not that she's
0: secretive. Right. She's just devilish.
1: She has like that little, like, she's going to do something that might not be. She knows it's not right, but she's going to do it on the slide.
0: Exactly. She has little Laura in her. So (laughs) anyway, you know, immediately I'm looking at friends, seeing if these friends are rubbing off on her and she's getting bad habits. That's a possibility. You know, people like to take on traits of their friends, you know, so they're cool. And then, you know, I'm looking at the social component. Just is she getting in trouble in school? No, she's not getting in trouble in school. But what is going on? You know, what's really, really going on? Okay, so I'm looking at all angles, but of course, what you don't want to look at, what I finally decided to look at, you know, was me. I mean, the biggest thing I always knew when the kids were babies, if I was off, and I didn't show it then by any means, but if I was off, I always knew because the kids were off. You know, they would either get into arguments or there was just something off with them. I'm like, oh my god, they feel it. I'm seeping into them. And right.
1: It's, and yet, it's so easy to say, oh. They're off. So that's why I'm off. No. And
0: every time I had to look at myself and I knew it. I mean, it was on cue, on point every time. So this time I had to look at myself. I'm like, okay, you know, and of course, you know, we've got a lot going on right now and we have a lot going on in our relationship. And so I had written to the teacher, is there anything different? Is there anything off? What's going on socially? You know, can you help me with this? But literally as I'm writing to her, I said I will also look within the home and look at myself, you know, with what's going on because I knew right then. So like, oh, the next day <laughs> I said, okay, what is your biggest Christmas wish to all the girls, you know, and they were rattling them off. But this particular child said, no, Okay. this particular child <laughs> said, the only thing I want for this Christmas is for a whole family to be together. I was like, oh no. She feels my trash.
1: Because physically it's not like we've been apart. (laughs) No. So I mean it can't it's like it'd be one thing if it was like But you and
0: I talk. I mean, we should just have a bowl of water in the middle of us. I mean, we always talk, you know, ourselves where we are our mothers. So they hear that. They hear us talking. They have to pick up on a tone. They have to pick up on a an energetic feel between us. They have to, the children.
1: They can't not. They don't even have to try. It's just Again, like if Mm -hmm. there's a smell, you smell the smell. Right. You can't, it's not you try or not.
0: Right. So it's one of the topics today is really within the home and children picking up on our vibrations, our energy.
1: But it's not just, you know, I mean, we're there, but I mean, it's at work. Sure. It's with your relationships with your family, it's with your relationship with your friends. It's when, like, we notice things when we see it being reflected back at us. So it always looks like it's the external part it's the other person that's off right most of the time they're off because they're sensing that something's off with us and then it just goes back and forth right so always to look at I mean you and I we always call each other out I mean from the beginning Mm -hmm. of our relationship it's like you're doing this you're doing this like we're picking up on each other's charge or a disconnect yes and immediately I think it's you and you think it's me and we're both positive that we're right absolutely and the whole trick is and I usually am <laughs> you usually end up apologizing <laughs> to me when all the dust settles. But okay. <laughs> um, so the whole point is who's right or wrong is completely irrelevant. If you get stuck at that point, you're stuck in the trenches there. But it's if that you, mind.
0: Right. The it's mind. the
1: mind. the mind just wants to prove something. It wants to prove a perspective when the real goal is to get to a bigger perspective. Mm-hmm. When we have the kids run, right? It's, or we take the garbage out, it's to think, oh, Once that happens, like if the garbage is taken out, oh, I don't have to try to cover up this smell. Mm -hmm. I don't have to be against the smell. The smell doesn't even exist Mm -hmm. here when I take out what doesn't belong here. If the kids are upset about something and they run, it removes them from what they were fixated on. It's like, oh, I don't have to solve that problem. So much of life resolves on its own when we take our little meat hooks out of it. And by the same token, who cares if I'm right or you're right? We have an opportunity at that moment to say, you know what, I'm gonna look at my stuff. Right. And if you look at yours and I look at mine and I'm not worried about you and your part, like just, of course, I want to get rid of myself, then we continue to grow. And we've been really good at that. We always fight in terms of at the beginning of it. And then we kind of settle in, like we go back to our respective corners and I'll do my work and you do yours. And you kind of continue to grow that way. But that's kind of what's necessary, where it doesn't matter if I feel you're being off or you feel I'm being off. At that point, we both have work to do or else it becomes tit for tat.
0: So what are some signs where you can be, you know, where you can have that aha moment? Oh, you know, the reminder of look, you know, the whole, if you're pointing a finger at somebody, but then, you know, you take that finger, what is it like the rest of you? That's something like that, right? But what are the moments you get caught up on all this, but really where's the
1: reminder that look at yourself before you even get to look at yourself? The first thing is. (laughs) Don't put it on your coworkers. Don't put it on your boss. Don't Easy put it on your say. children. I, but that's the awareness. Like you said, you're writing the letter. I mean, how many times, like, say we get a thing, like some kid is <laughs> bullying our kid at school, uh, maybe. The first thing is like, I, I'm going, I'm, going I'm, I'm to like, completely
0: yeah. demolish that kid.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Good. I wasn't going to get that. It's like, that's your first instinct is to reject and be in resistance to what is causing the, the sure. conflict. But to just be like, wait a second, I have to look at this to make sure I'm not playing a part in this. Because mm-hmm. if I am playing a part, even if I do control the external thing, I'm going to come out in the next aspect of my life and it's going to come again. Right. And so when you start seeing a repeating pattern, like if a child is acting a certain way over and over, or if your boss or a coworker is doing something.
0: Or, I mean, if you're blaming it on, you know, like you're miserable and you're like, my work stinks and this person stinks and da-da-da-da-da all of a sudden, you know, that could be your aha moment. Uh, like, oh, wait, wait. Am I off?
1: I always tell people, <laughs> like, everybody's
0: off, wait, is it everybody or could it be me?
1: Right. Like we're always saying, you have to look at it where it could be both of us at any time. And right. And it's Always be willing to look. If you have someone else who's willing to work with you, right? Like they're willing to look at their own stuff, even if they think it's, you know, if you think it's me, but you're willing to work it and I think it's you, but I'm willing to work it, right. it can work. But that yeah. becomes the issue. Is That's a
0: hard one. Like,
1: is it me? Am I willing to look at me?
0: Well, here's what I think. Who cares about the rest? What are we here for, right? Like I'm here to grow. I didn't always think that, but now- my perspective is, you know, I kick and scream, you know, I could be tugging and pulling with someone or something, and then I realize this is an opportunity. This is a lesson right now to grow. Who cares about everybody? I mean, I get it, you know, especially in a relationship, but this is my opportunity to grow. And that's what I'm here for.
1: But by practice, we've come to learn I sound
0: very enlightened, don't I? But <laughs> you I'm do not. Sound enlightened.
1: <laughs> but but we practice it, right? You try to find a better path forward. Like if you drive a certain way to work and then you learn there's a better path. Right. And you're like the next day, you're still instinctive. If you're not conscious of it, you take the original route. Totally. But you know, you're like, no, I want to go this new path until you've done it so many times. We've at this point been practicing this where it used to be where we were fixated on proving that we're right or proving that something's wrong or trying to get what we want or just focusing on the outcome.
0: God knows I did my goodness
1: right instead of saying if i want to get the right outcome let me choose another path right and the path is to let go of proving something and growing and if you grow one way or another you're either going to outgrow your dysfunctional pattern and the dynamic like say you're at a work environment that's toxic once you take out your insecurities once you take out the pressures you put on yourself all that's going to be left is the toxic environment. If that's what real it was. And then right. you're going to be like, Oh, I don't want this. I don't need this. And you'll move on from it.
0: Right. And you've if, got two legs to stand on now.
1: Right. So when you do your work, when you make it about you, you either outgrow something that's not right for you, or you grow into something that you are not really ready to engage with.
0: Meaning what? Meaning, Just give me an example. Meaning, I, exa- say like,
1: I say you're at work or as a parent, doesn't matter, but say like you're challenged. Right. And say like you're given more work Yes. and you're going to be like, ah oh, man, I always put more work on me and I don't like this and I got to get out of this job. They don't, you know, it's like, okay, maybe, maybe they don't respect you. Maybe they just want to like suck, you know, water out of a stone from you. And you're just like, this isn't going to work for me. But maybe you just have fear of success. Maybe you're a failure. Gotcha. And so when something, a new challenge is put on that you're not comfortable, you don't want to look stupid. You don't want to look less than. So you reject what's coming in, but it's really your own insecurity where if you just went for it, you get over that hump and you realize, oh my God, I did it and I rocked it and this is awesome now.
0: Right. So how do you get to either one of those avenues?
1: You have to be willing to that first instinct, which is to reject what's going on, Mm -hmm. right? To just say, oh, I don't like the smell right now in this room. Like say we didn't take out our garbage and let's right. just say our emotional garbage and our dynamic and our relationship. Let's say-
0: We're like two pressure pots, you know, about Let's to just say it's trash.
1: We're like two trash bags that we haven't resolved our stuff. So we're full of this garbage inside. And when we talk, it's coming out. Yes. And keeping with that, let's just say it's like, you know, rotten eggs or rotten banana peels. Ooh, that's chicken bones. Chicken bones, right? <laughs> the stuff that's not useful anymore, but we right. have to get rid of it. But if we don't get rid of it, get it out of the house, the girls start to smell it, mm-hmm. right? And then it affects them. And then they're like, ew, I don't like it here. Instead of being like, what's wrong with them? We need to make them appreciate that they have a roof over their heads, right? right? It's like, instead of trying to focus on, get them to change, it's like, wait a second, are we infecting the house with sure. our trash? Right. And that's the, you know, the title of this episode is put your trash in its place. Because when we're looking at our daughter, and saying, is she acting out?
0: What's wrong or with Or you're her? saying, why are my coworkers not responding
1: years? well to me? Right. It's like, yeah, is this teenage years? Is this hormones? Mm-hmm. Or is this person just a jerk? Mm-hmm. It's like, okay, those are possibilities. And some of that might be true. But what I can control is, let me make sure that I'm not adding any of my trash into the environment to set the stage for people to be off, for people to be resistant.
0: And the thing is... Well, I think kids are more receptive and sensitive to, you know, this kind of energy. But you know, if you go into the workplace, I think adults are just too involved in their lives and in their heads. They don't pick up like kids. I don't think it shows up the same way. So, you know, I looking, do. you do. Oh my
1: god! I think it's even. I think I think at least, least in kids it
0: gets bitter, but with kids, it shows up because they're so sensitive. They pick up on the slightest little thing. But when you're interacting with adults, I think it's more about you know how the self is toxic and toxic thoughts and that person you know it is all comes a out terrible person I know but I'm saying I can find signs in the home with the children because they're so sensitive and they pick it up but when I go into the workplace I want to look at myself and my thoughts you know that and is that inner chatter bitter right. Rather than looking at other adults because I just think that other adults are just so wrapped up in their it, lives and their crepple love. But
1: that's the point, is that chances are, I mean, once you're an adult, you've got stuff. Like no one takes out their garbage on <laughs> right. the regular. So they bring it wherever they go. Yes. Chances are there is a lot of that. The difference is adults really trap it in. Mm-hmm. They know how to polish themselves. Kids can't do that as much. So it's easier to see it. Right. It comes out more obviously when it's through a kid because they can't mask it as well.
0: Right. I agree.
1: So in that sense, like when just getting to like the magic seed of this. Yes. Instead of trying to solve these problems by changing, being nice to someone to get them to be nicer to you. What do you do? What do you do? It's What do you do? The first thing you have to do, you have to start. And it's again, it's looking inward, which is not saying there isn't a problem with The person or the people or the things or the establishment it's saying first things first let me make sure i'm not adding to this environment because then i can see it clearly how do you do that well take us we're working through a lot right and in real time you know it would be nice if we could press pause go to some spa retreat place do our work come back i'm like ah, now it's great, but that's not realistic. I mean, we don't even have family in town. It's just, we are with the kids. Yes. And so the first thing is, make sure that if we know we're not right, Mm -hmm. and we're not right right now, which means when we talk, even if we're talking about something kind of trivial, something kind of benign. It's coming out. It comes out. It just does, right? right? And so stop interacting. If there's someone at work that you know the interaction is not right with, you know, stop interact. Just stop the back and forth passing along your garbage. You're feeding the, garbage. the poison,
0: right? Right. You're, and you're, then, you're growing the poison, I mean.
1: So, I mean, with kids, it's, okay, if we have to stop interacting as much, If the mm. fear is like, oh, no, the kids are going to see that we're not talking. But at least they're not picking up on our crap. They're not picking up on passive aggressive energy. They're not picking up on but they the are. fact that we're disconnected. But then your step two. Well, step two would be now pivot. Right. Right. So, In that sense, like say at work, you know, there's one person who you're not working well with. So you pull back, but then it can be like, oh my God, I'm not doing my job. Like Mm -hmm. people are going to see that I'm not engaging. But if you pivot and engage in a different area, you Mm -hmm. talk to a different division, you take on a different project, all of a sudden it's not coming out. It doesn't seem like a loss. You can show what you're doing. In the same sense with your children, make sure that you focus your attention on. The dogs or the tasks or Mm -hmm. the children Mm -hmm. just don't come at each other.
0: But then the one drawback, right? If you don't interact, make sure that you build time in your day or in your schedule to do that interacting, but not around the children or not, you know, in the workplace, whatever, because that does still have to get out. Oh Boy, does it. But you don't want them to hear that or feel that. Because if you don't, then what's the saying? Two ships sailing in the night. Something, you know, but then you start growing on that path.
1: A good going with the whole garbage analogy. um,
0: I'm sorry to not stay with the garbage.
1: (laughs) It's better than the analogy I wanted to use. (laughs) Yes, it's true. So staying with that. So say we have a big smelly bunch of garbage. Right. And we're just holding it. And the kids come in. Uh-huh. It's saying, oh, well, okay, we can't get this out now. So we shove it in a closet. Okay, cool. That can That's work disgusting. for a short term.
0: How about if we put it in the garage? It's well, cold right now. It needs so to be in it the house. Really...
1: The bottom line is you're not really getting it out. The garage yeah. is at least a halfway house, maybe. <laughs> so then you say, you put the garbage in the closet. You say, oh, let's do a puzzle. Oh, let's do some arts and crafts. Oh, let's play a game, whatever. Let's go outside and run. But it's still there. But it's still there. And at some point, everyone's going to come back in the house. Everyone's going to come back. And then if you do it again, now you're just getting this habit. You're like, oh, this is kind of nice because now we're not fighting anymore. Mm -hmm. This is nice. Now we've just figured out a way to take the garbage and shove it under the rug, put it in a closet. This extra room we never use. Why don't we just put our crap in that room? Zero
0: interaction.
1: Then there's no interaction. Right. So now it's one year later, five years later, and you have grown so apart still haven't taken out one bag of trash. They feel that too. And now (laughs) you only can shove it in so many places before Mm. it starts getting in the vent system. Sure. And before it starts attracting insects and rodents and just and it decomposes in your house, right? Like garbage, if it decomposes in your yard, becomes fertilizer. If it decomposes in your house, oh boy.
0: Right. So So that's the point is
1: that if you're going to pivot, like you have to pivot because you don't want them getting hit with the shrapnel of your passive-aggressive energy, of your anger, of your irritability, whatever it is, that's fine, that's a good thing to do. But then you have to come back and take that garbage out. And then not only take the garbage out, hopefully work on the issue at hand.
0: Well, that's my whole thing with relationship though, is that first and foremost, you have to take 10 steps back and look at yourself. And then once yourself is looked at, Then you can begin working on the relationship, which I know there are not many relationships that can deal with that. Or, you know, even in the workplace, you know, that is a relationship with you. You know, you've got a relationship with the workplace. You have a relationship with your spouse or your partner or a friend or a family member. But first you got to look at the self and help the self. Totally. And then. Like at
1: least you don't want garbage in your system. Mm-hmm. Who cares why the garbage is there? Who cares who wronged you? What happened? It's your body. It's right. your life. Get the garbage out yourself. Then take
0: stock. Then you can look and say, okay, is this serving me? Is this not serving me? Is the workplace serving me? Is my family member serving me? Or
1: That's the hard part, right? Serving so even if you, your, word, but- if you take your stuff out, It starts the process of self-discovery and realizing the truth of a relationship. And, you know, there's a lot of people, they're like, I almost don't want to know. I don't want to see that my boss or my employees or my coworkers are so toxic that this environment is so misaligned for me. I don't want to see it because if I have that realization... I have to find a new job. I don't know if I'm going to be able to do it. It's not a good time right now. I have all these extra
0: bills. But that it's not a good time right now turns into years. Right. Months, well, days, months, years, right?
1: Exactly. If there's something inside any of us that is giving a distress signal saying, I'm not happy right now. Right. We owe it to ourselves. It doesn't mean we're going to find an immediate solution. You and I are working through stuff. We're going on five months now. Mm -hmm. and I mean, I just feel like I think we're doing something and that just reveals the next layer and the next layer. And it's like, oh, God, this can go on a while. So it's OK for an issue not to be resolved. It's OK for it not to be tied up in a nice bow after you think about it for a little bit or engage in it. But as long as you're tending to it, yes, the part that's inside you will at least feel acknowledged. Yes. What it's telling you is being validated and that you're working on it. Right, And that at least gives you a little sense of peace inside. It, yeah. it stops the distress signals. Like if one of our children want to speak to us. They're like, dad, 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 <laughs> dad, dad. And just right, ad infinitum. And if I don't respond to that, they don't stop. They don't stop. Right, It's, it's like unbelievable. The distress signal is still going to come at me. Right. And it it infects my whole life. I, I can't even focus on the conversation I'm having or the work I'm doing. Then they but turn
0: into the family man. Is it family man?
1: Family guy. Family guy. Is that what Mom. it is? Mom. Mommy. Mom. Mummy. What? Hi. But if I turn to the child yes. and, and I'm like, hey, baby, I'm busy right now. I hear that you need me. I will be done in X amount of time. I'll right. be done in 10 minutes. I'll take a break then I'm all ears. Right. I kind of want to hear what you have to say. Right. At that moment, the child feels heard. And I'm going to say, hey, go play for a little bit. I'm going to set a timer. And when it goes off, I'm going to come find you. Right. And if I am true to my word, if I actually, that timer goes off and then I go and follow through, the child's going to start trusting mm-hmm. that when I pivot towards them, and even if I give them quote unquote bad news, like where they're upset because I'm not tending to them right away, they know they've got my attention. I've acknowledged and validated what their wants were, I've given them a time that I'm going to tend to it, Mm -hmm. and they know I'm gonna follow through on it, they'll relax, they'll pivot, because they trust that I'm gonna follow through. In that sense, the distress signal stops. So if you're not happy at work, or you're not happy in your relationship, or you're not happy with the dynamic of anything in your life, to just tend to that voice inside, and it's like, hey, hey little Adam, I feel that you're unhappy. I can feel your unhappiness. I'm gonna get to the bottom of it and it might scare the crap out of me what I'm gonna find and I don't know if what I do find if I'm gonna have an immediate answer for Mm -hmm. but I promise you, you have a seat at the table Mm -hmm. and to just give every feeling you have inside, every pain in your body, you don't overemphasize it, you don't hold on to it, you don't make it the biggest thing in your life but you also acknowledge it and try to understand what it's telling you so that you can start creating steps and a plan to move forward in life to get to a better place
0: sure no it's perfect i love it
1: so that magic seed doesn't really have a succinct
0: um Mm -hmm. little
1: one-liner for it
0: no it doesn't
1: but that's all you're getting listen listen
0: to the voice
1: (laughs) listen to the voice Well, it's like a step it's like a process it is a process it's just to say you know if things aren't right in your life your first things put your trash in its place don't let your trash don't let your distress signs your distress signals your pain your emotional pain your physical pain your mental anguish about situations don't let that or kids everything right no signs right don't let it come out in your interactions because it comes out subconsciously. It comes Mm -hmm. out sideways, you don't realize it. And then you see your life responding in a kind of a toxic way and you think it's your life that's off. Right. But meanwhile, if you're toxic too, you're a part of it. Right, look at yourself. You're an ingredient in that recipe. So put your trash in its place means take your ego out when you are focused on something that's not right in your life or you see something that's not going the way you want it. You see your children not acting appropriately you see your coworkers not responding to you you just in any your family your parents your siblings your friends if something's not right with the dynamic empty yourself first right. to make sure there's no charge inside and then from that place of clarity and calmness and neutrality then of course check it out see what's going on be curious investigate and see what you have to do or what people's problems are that would be ideal for problem solving. Yep. So for us, it's, huh, our child might have some issues right now. That might <laughs> right. be who knows what. Mm-hmm. But when we look at ourselves, we're like, oh, we are charged mm-hmm. and we are creating that environment. We mm-hmm. aren't getting the garbage out. So they're living in that. Mm-hmm. Let me take that out so they don't have to live in that environment. And then let's see.
0: We are getting the garbage out. We're just not doing it at the right time. Our timing uh, is not We're there spilling
1: again. it on the way out. It's uh-huh. overflowing. Yeah. Yeah. So um,
0: also there's a timing factor too because you don't want to be that inappropriate person at work. There is a time and a place. There's always a time well, and a place.
1: Taking your trash out. And this is, I get to give my analogy. Nice. Oh boy,
0: here we go.
1: <laughs> Physically speaking, our the body gets talk. rid of the trash. Our body gets rid of the trash. <laughs> Adam through.
0: always goes back to the poop talk.
1: <laughs> <laughs> our bowel movements. I mean, sweat, urination. It's just getting rid of the leftovers, the remnants, the byproduct of our life. So we detoxify that way and we create space to bring in new life and fresh mm-hmm. oxygen and nutrients. If you have to go to the bathroom, don't crap in your living room, right? Don't do it in front of people. It's okay to right. have it. Right. Just make sure you get to the bathroom, close the door, put the fan on, spray the potpourri. Go upstairs. Go upstairs, right? <laughs> and get it out. And then when you come back... You're like, oh, okay, I'm myself again. You're You're like Nike running running around. You're running around (laughs) with wings. And it's like people respond to you differently when you're running around excited rather than when you're clenching. Right. And then it just comes out anyway because, you know, you'll pass some gas and you're crop dusting your family.
0: Okay. (laughs) See how he got that in there. Uh,
1: It's such a perfect (laughs) analogy. Don't crop dust your life. No one's going to want to explore the options with you when they have uh, to hold their breath in your presence right that's the magic scene.
0: that sounds good
1: <laughs> okay so laura you'll put up a meditation sure well around this whole topic yes um and again any questions you guys have any comments please share we'd love to just go deeper into any topic that kind of calls out to you guys yes and that's about it for this week uh until next week nothing but love
0: you know i have to say something to this if we can if we can go a little extra two minutes but I keep on saying stay cool, and I've never said that in my life.
1: I don't know why I you say really that. I don't even know
0: where it came from. You've never said that. I know, but then all of a sudden we start doing this recording, and I'm saying it, so I'm going to put an end to it, because it's not me. I do use the word cool, and I know I'm you know, 46, and I scream dinosaur when I say cool, because I don't think, I don't cool. think people say... It reminds me of like think, Anchorman. I know, but they don't say cool. No, people stay don't classy, say Stay cool. classy, San Diego. So... <laughs> 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 but um, I, my signature saying is love always. So I'm going to go with that from now on. So
1: but when you say it like, so, but always like nothing but love to you always, but you're like love all ways. Yes, like, but when I was way.
0: little, I would write letters or I would sign off and I would say love always a L W A Y S. But now I say love a L L all ways. Yeah, W-A-Y-S. I like you just
1: snuck that in there. I don't know when it was, like a year ago, two years ago. What?
0: Love always?
1: The two words.
0: I mean, I've done that since we've been in our house, for probably four years. Yeah.
1: The first time I noticed it, I was like, ooh, good it's one. It's
0: nice. <laughs> it is. It's like velvet.
1: All right, so let's try this again. Okay. Nothing but love. Love always. <laughs> That's so corny. <laughs> it's just, we're the worst. Okay. Bye. Bye, guys.